Hello, I thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of DeRuiter, Louisiana, recorded at our 10 o'clock service on Sunday, July 2nd, 2017. Our text for the morning is from Matthew's Gospel, the 10th chapter, verses 40 through 42. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. Of all the scripture lessons that could have been lined up for us in today's lectionary reading, I think on a Sunday where we give thanks to God for this land and for this country, there's no more appropriate passage than the one in the last part of Matthew's 10th chapter, where he talks about welcoming, and he talks about being open, he talks about what is our attitude and what is our reaction to those who come to us. But before we get into that, I want you to think for a moment about the greatest welcome you've ever gotten from someone. It could be a person. It could be an organization. Whoever it is, but I want you to think about that time where you felt so welcome that you were overwhelmed. And thinking about that welcome to this day brings back strong memories and emotions of joy. I want you to think about that, but I want you to turn and talk about that moment with the person sitting next to you for a minute or two. I want you to talk with each other about what is the most memorable welcome you've ever had and what made it so memorable. So take a moment to speak with those next to you. Preparing for this 
third year together. But I want you now to shift your conversation to something else. I want you to think about the welcome you look most forward to getting. I want you to think about not who welcomed you, but I want you to think about the greatest welcome you've thrown somebody. I want you to think about what went into it. I want you to think about how it developed. Take a moment and speak with those same people. Talk about you giving a welcome to someone. Take a moment and share those stories with each other. What goes into you welcoming something? What goes into it? Preparation. What else? Thoughtfulness. What else? Love. What's that? Love. Love. Okay, I thought you said luck. I was getting there. <laughs> <laughs> can't be a part of others. Open oh, heart. What else? Consideration. Consideration. What's that? Patience. There's something else that I think that I overheard in some of this, and it was a common thread when we throw open the idea of welcoming something. And usually these special welcomes we throw are all people we know well. They're people we love or that we're very concerned about. People who have either done something for us or someone that we just adore. Someone who will take the time, the energy, the money, the effort. And we try to make it as special as possible. I submit to you that it is easy for us to prepare a welcome for someone we know well. It should be easy to prepare a welcome for someone that we love. But we worship a God who calls us to welcome not just those we know, not just those we love, not just those who have done something for us, but we worship a God who calls us to welcome those whom we love. God calls us to welcome those that we may question. We worship a God who calls us to welcome those who have hurt us. We worship a God who calls us to welcome those who have hurt those we love. We worship a God who calls us to welcome everyone. And where you and I are welcome and are welcomed by those we love and adore, Jesus is much more worried about those whom we welcome than we don't Jesus is much more worried about us welcoming those who have hurt us. Jesus is much more worried about how we will extend the grace of God to others through how we welcome. The theme of hospitality runs all the way through the gospel lessons. And you notice Jesus did not call us to welcome just those who see eye to eye with us. He doesn't call us to welcome those who do everything we want them to do. It's very hard sometimes to be part of the life of a Christian community. 
should have done that hurts. There are things that are said and done that cause pain. There are things that are said and done that cause And yet we're not called to a gospel of religion. We are called to a gospel of loneliness. And then these three short verses that Sam read so well. So well, Sam. I think James Earl Jones has got something to worry about. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to read, you're going to take over for it and read the Bible all day. But you notice what Jesus said. And this is something I don't know about you, but I don't do this nearly as well every moment as I would like to think I do when I was. It's something that there's not a person in this room that doesn't struggle with time to time. If we're absolutely honest with ourselves. Because we live out sometimes a quid pro quo thing. And we get caught up way too much. And who is in front of us? Rather than who has gone before us. And that's why we read in here, whoever welcomes you, and he's speaking to the disciples. He said, whoever welcomes you welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. How much would our welcome change? Especially toward those who don't know him. Or those who have heard us. How much would our welcome change if we realize that everyone we greet has been made in the job? How much would our lives change? How much would our churches change? How much would our communities change? If we were intentional about welcoming everyone who knew Christ. One of the things I love about being a United Methodist, one of the things I love about being out in the Western tradition is there is no one we believe who is not, does not embody the grace of God. Whether you are awake to it or not, whether or not you recognize it, whether or not you accept it, there's no one we can look in the eye and say, that God is love. No matter what you do, God loves everyone. And whether or not you choose to acknowledge His grace. So when we greet one another, when we greet one another, we are greeting the God of Jesus. What would that do to our lives? What would that do to our faith? Mr. Mayor, what would that do to our community if we look at everyone as a beloved child of God and understood that no matter what they do, they have a grace that's been given by the Lord. How much would that change your work? How much would that change the work of our council? How much would that change the work of everything? The problem is we get so hung up on being perfect. And we get so hung up on our feelings that we forget to consider others. And when we welcome one another, I'm going to tell you this. One of the things that I am doing this year on my third year as your pastor is I am looking at this text and it's going to, I, I was going to use the word call, but I'm not sure scripture can call this. But I'm looking at the words about welcoming others and welcoming Christ. I think a Christian disciple who goes through life never ever looks at change, who never looks at being transformed by Scripture, is one who is missing the boat. I don't think there's a one of us alive that doesn't have room to grow. And I'm telling you now that I have room to grow. 
mentioned that that's one of the things that we can do. In our third year of shared ministry together, we've been intentional about not welcoming each other, but welcoming each other because we're welcoming the Christ who made us. Because you notice what Jesus says. He doesn't just say, whoever welcomes you, welcomes me, whoever welcomes me, welcomes what he said. He says further, whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives a cup, even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I will tell you, none of these will lose their reward. What are the little things that we can do to welcome one another? What are the little things that we can do to look one another in the eye and say that because God made you, I love you no matter what? It's not always easy to do because when we are called to be in the community of faith, we have a high call. To be part of the Christian church means we have to live to, we have to aspire to, and work toward the highest ideals of the Christian faith. But we get caught up in one area where it will kill any church, it will kill any community, it will kill any Christian. And that is if we don't have as one of our highest ideals the ideal of goodness. The idea of forgiveness, the idea of reconciliation, the idea of redemption. A welcome of reconsideration. It would be very easy to stand up here and to talk about the need for our society to be welcomed. And it should be. There's a little lady that stands in New York Harbor who embodies this message. In ways that we too often want to cast aside. It would be easy to stand up here and to preach a sermon to the country about how important it is for us to be people of love. But I think before we do that, we need to look at our own selves. We need to think back to the stories that we told one another this morning about not only being welcomed, but welcoming others. Because the deep, dark, dirty little secret is not everybody wants to be welcomed. I remember my first day of pre-kindergarten. It was late August, early September, 1979. Some of y'all remember that a lot better than I did. But I remember it was I was at the Episcopal Day School in Lake Charles. Mrs. Horton was our preschool teacher. And I had a big blue fish with my name on it. And she put that name tag on me. All I did was hold on to my mother's leg like it was nobody's business. I was screaming, I was crying. I couldn't care less what Mrs. Horton had to say that day. She could have set out a feast of all feasts, and I could care less. But I promise you, there's very little, very rarely a day that doesn't go by that I remember this for. Because she loved me when I didn't want to be loved. She loved me when I didn't want to be loved. 
And my friends and I that were in that class together still laugh about her. All these years later. What are we doing here, y'all? What are we doing as a church as in this? It's easy to love the love. It is easy to embrace the embracing. It is easy to welcome the love. But what about those who don't love the love? What about those who don't love the love? Jesus puts it right here in black and white. When we are about the business of welcoming everything, because we're welcoming the Christ who sent the Christ who created it, the Spirit that sustains them. When we do that, we are receiving our heavenly reward. Who is it that you have to welcome? Who is it that doesn't want to be welcomed? Who is it that you don't want to welcome? Think about the person you're angriest with right now. Think about them. It's easy to embrace those that are embracing. But what we miss out, we miss out on the true essence of the gospel. And we miss out on the reward of loving as God loved us. But we run away from it. Our friends, this morning, hear again these words. Whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of the Son. Thinking about that extravagant welcome, that best welcome you ever had. Think about that best welcome you ever had. It doesn't have to be that much to welcome the stranger. It doesn't have to be that much to love the hurting and the hurtful. But yet everything rides on it. Because what is our reward? But life eternal with Christ. What is our reward? But being embraced by the one who loves us. May we be people who live out a community and a love that is above the reach of sin. It is something that I stand before you, before you this morning and tell you that I am redoubling my own efforts. Because there's not one of us that doesn't have room to grow without a love. May we all do that. Personally, may we do that in our families. May we do that as a church. May we do that as a community. So that we can show the world the love of God in Christ Jesus only. And this, my friends, is the word that I share with you today in the name of Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit to the glory of God the Father. Thank you for listening to this podcast from First United Methodist Church of Derrida, Louisiana. Find out more about us at fumcderrida.org or on Facebook at facebook.com slash fumcdr. Have a blessed day.